We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Kansas State Wildcats from the guys of Three Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Manbeck, who will get you caught up on all the things going down in Manhattan. The latest news, top stories, and insider perspectives to keep you in the know. Make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss anything. Three Maw is proudly presented by Holiday Distillery and their vast assortment of spirits. And now, the latest episode of Three Maw. Welcome back to our coverage on Three Maw Live from Big 12 Media Days in Arlington. I'm John Kurtz, joined by Cole Manbeck and Daniel Green, K-State linebacker, back for another season. Everybody very thrilled to see that. Got to remind you, our podcast, as always, brought to you by Holiday Distillery. Go get your Ben Holiday bottled and bond bourbon and your 360 vodka. Make sure you check out those who support us. They are great K-State folks, and uh, I'm sure they're ready to watch Daniel Green this year, too. You're back yet again. Uh, how does it feel to be back at Big 12 Media Days once again and playing another year uh, for the Cats? Uh, I feel like coming here just lets you know the season's right around the corner. And uh, it's always great to come in here because it's where we want to be in December. So uh, it's very exciting, and uh, um, I'm blessed to be here. Take me through the decision-making process and what that was like for you, because we know you're a guy that's going to go play some professional football someday. But what led to the decision to come back this year? Um, really, it was just watching my film from last season and seeing how much uh, I left out there because I wasn't really healthy all season, you know. And, Obviously, towards the back end of the uh, season, when I started getting healthy, I played a lot better. You could see, like, it was like night and day. And uh, that's just kind of how I kind of made my decision based off of how I want to be remembered and how, like, for me, personal goals, like, that I had set that this year I want to accomplish all those goals, you know. And uh, it gives me a better opportunity at the next level, too, leaving with a better season. So. Uh, really excited to uh, come back with the group of guys that are coming back. Uh, blessed to have a lot of those Snyder soldiers uh, come back with me. So uh, feels feels so good to come back, and uh, I'm excited to uh, try to accomplish another goal of being here in December again. What what was the decision making process for you though, Daniel? Like when when did you think you were definitely going to come back? It was probably days before I announced it. Honestly, yeah. uh, talking with. Uh, just a lot of people that was that's close to me, people that have been there and uh, in the league and done that. Uh, 
very blessed to have a lot of guys that I can uh, turn to and they can give me an ear and give me advice. And it came down to uh, prayer as well and just feeling in my heart that this is what I should do. I'm not going to ask you to disclose your injuries last year but and, and go into detail on that, but just how, how tough was it on you last year? We knew you were playing beat up and you missed the Oklahoma State game, I think, but you even tried to give that a go. We were, we were at the TCU game in Fort Worth when, yeah. when you got hurt, but just how difficult was that on you last season, knowing you weren't able to perform it at your level because of the injuries? Yeah, I, I, it was very tough, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without my teammates because uh, when I wasn't even able to practice like most of the season, they'd be like, don't even worry about it. We got your back. Just be ready for Saturday. And, and we know you're going to show up and, 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 and ball. So uh, having guys around me that believe in me, the coaching staff trusting in me, and uh, just getting me prepared each week too, like to play, uh, even when I was going through all that, it just shows you like how, how blessed you are to be a part of something like this at K-State where you got coaches and teammates that are going to pull you and help you through moments like that. And that's why it was easy to come back because I know uh, people here are really my family. So uh, I'm always happy to come back with those did, guys. Did I see you miss 10 weeks of practice last year? Is that right? Wow. So how is it getting ready for a game and going out there and playing if you haven't practiced? Like how do you kind of bridge that gap and make sure that you're still ready to go? I think especially playing football is so hard because a lot of it is each week the opponents are different. So at practice, we simulate uh, the teams that we're going to play. You know, like the scout team is running the same plays, similar offense, and not being able to see those pictures, like being out there playing against it. And then Saturday being your first time, you putting on cleats and running around, it's kind of tough, especially when you get later in the season, whereas like guys are getting even better because they're more confident in preparing. And then I'm, you know, coming in on Saturday just playing. But uh, I think, me being an older guy who played a lot of football helped out a lot, but I wouldn't sit here and say it didn't have an effect on me because it did, you know, and that was a big reason why I did come back. How loaded is this linebacker room right now that you guys have? So loaded, and uh, I was talking about it earlier. Uh, it's probably the most loaded room I've been in, um, and it's very exciting because a lot of these guys are young. So they're going to be here for a long time. Yeah. They're going to be seeing them probably even here at media day in years to come because it's a room that uh, is so talented and not just talented, but they're smart football players. And being a linebacker, that's more important than your, your, your skill is being able to understand your responsibility, the guys around you's responsibility, and being able to be the quarterback of the defense. So uh, having guys that are willing to learn and, and be bought into what we're doing and what we say my mentality defense, it's so exciting to see those guys. I, I'm curious. So you talk about being the quarterback of a defense. Like when you're, what is like the checklist when you're walking up to the, to the line or you're walking out out of the huddle to the play? Like, what are you going through? I need to identify this, 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 and do this. Okay. First off, I look at down the distance. Well, I, look, I get the call. I get the call. The call usually reflects down the distance. Coach Planner mm -hmm. usually breaks down. Like, okay, if it's first and ten, this will be in second and eight, whatever. All the way third, fourth. And then I'm looking at down the distance, obviously, because <clears throat> it can affect my pass drops or it can affect the plays we might get. So, and then I look at the personnel uh, because I can make changes based off of it. the quarterback is changing things because that's my job. If they're moving guys around, I got to move guys around. And uh, communication, if they come out in certain things like formations or uh, personnel, I got to communicate with the wheel or maybe even the corner or the safety. We're always talking, or the D line is mainly my guys I talk to the yeah. most. 
but it's just getting guys uh, lined up and getting guys uh, all on the same page so that we can execute. You mentioned the loaded linebacker room. Who are some guys that we maybe haven't seen flash yet that you expect big things out of? Dance Purnell, Jake Clifton, <clears throat> Terry Kirksey, Austin Romaine, hmm. uh, even guys like Rex Van Wy, which is like I'm naming a lot of guys. Yeah. There's only yeah. three linebackers that can be out there. So that just shows you like how deep we actually are in that room. And it only makes our room better because it's, it's a competitive room, you know. So guys want to be on the field, and guys understand like there's only can be three of them on the field. So it just raises the level of play. It raises the the competition level, and it makes everyone better. Khalid Duke played on the outside linebacker position a lot last year in the three-three-five. It sounds like he may slide down more to his natural DN position. What what kind of a season do you expect from Khalid, and can he be a guy that really busts out this year in replacing Felix? I feel like last year. He didn't get to really just do exactly what he wanted to do, and that's just be close to the quarterback, uh, being on the line of scrimmage. Uh, one of the games that he did get to do that was Texas Tech, yep. and he had three sacks. So that can just show you a little bit of what he's capable of, and I'm expecting him to be who he is, and that's a stud. Like, Khalid Duke is one of the best players on this football team, and letting him cut it loose is exactly what we want on our defense. Letting him get out the quarterback and, and, and cause mayhem is going to help everyone out. I got to go back to, I heard you say earlier, did you say Snyder soldiers? <laughs> yeah. Is that like guys that have been around since the, the Snyder era? Yeah, we, we always, yeah. Uh, I, can only, I think maybe Hayden Gillum gave us that name or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we ran with it. It's, it's just the last, it's like the last group of guys who were there when Snyder was there. It was our freshman year, our true freshman year. And uh, yeah, that's what we, that's what the name they're giving us. So how many of you guys are even left? It's like uh, we were talking about this earlier. I think it's around nine or ten. I know it's yeah. like me, Seth Porter, Philip Brooks, yep. Hayden Gillum, okay. uh, Jack Bloomer, KT, uh, Christian, KT, Christian Duffy, Christian Duffy. Man, uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's quite a few what, of us what? that's left. Random okay. Platner. Okay. Yep. Well, what does that speak, though, to the culture that Chris Kleiman's created in the era of the transfer portal? You don't see guys stick around for even years four and five in a program, and you guys have had so many six-year guys, mm-hmm. fifth-year guys. Cooper Beebe's back for a fifth year. Exactly. Last year you had Eli back for a six-year. You're back. Yeah. Uh, the, the culture that he has created for right. guys to want to stick around. Like I said, when you're part of something so special with guys that believe in you but when you're down they're gonna help you pick you up because we're really a family we just don't say that like it's really a family atmosphere it's somewhere where uh you can trust in guys around you you can uh, know that they got your best interests you know especially the coaching staff they're gonna try to put you in positions to be successful and ultimately they're gonna help you become a better man which is more important than just football you know and it's it's an atmosphere that i wish everyone could experience in college football because uh Nowadays, you don't have locker rooms like that. You don't have places like that that really want to see you succeed. So uh, it, it's a testament to what Coach Climate has built here. And yeah, it's really yeah. special. Yeah, e- Eli was such a big piece at the nose tackle, and he keeps guys off of you at the linebacker position yeah. to free you up. He's gone, but mm-hmm. but Uso stepping in. What do you make of the nose tackle position and the guys there, Uso and others? I said it earlier, man. Uso's a man's man. Like, you don't, they don't make guys like Uso anymore. You know, like, he's one of those guys, you look at him, you wouldn't think he can move the way he does, you know, and uh, how he can control the line of scrimmage. I think that's what Eli was so good at last year, being able to control the line of scrimmage. And Uso is 
you can't move that guy off the ball. You know, he's knocking guys back. And when you do that and you can be in the backfield, it, it, it makes everyone's job easy, especially in the three down. That's so important to control line of scrimmage with three guys down there. So uh, Uso is perfect guy for the job. All right, we interrupt this coverage from Big 12 Media Days in Arlington to tell you about our friends at home field. Unfortunately, I would say this is a slightly too formal event for us to really be rocking the home field gear here. You know, we got to be professional. Cole went a little bit homer with the purple shirt, but that's probably to be expected, you know, playing to our roles here. But if he were truly wearing what he wanted to wear, I'm sure it would be one of the great home field shirts from the new selection that they have. Copper Bowl shirts, all sorts of old school logos, really nice soft material. Uh, it's really the best way that you can go. As far as I'm concerned, boys, it's, it's basically all I'm wearing right now in K-State gear. I mean, I came down in a home field shirt and a lavender uh, cocaine willy uh, co home field shirt, and then I packed my white uh, white copper bowl shirt. You got the dark copper bowl uh, crew neck hoodie. So I, I've got you know, like, we, we were told, we, you were getting made fun of by Drew for being on light mode as opposed to dark mode earlier, right? I mean, I kind of was too, I guess, on the board, but... Um, I'm the dark guy, you're the light guy. Yeah, what that, yeah that makes sense. You know, Hopefully I don't spill anything mode. on my white yeah. copper bull shirt. But I got seven home field shirts in my closet now. So uh, they're the best when it comes to K-State gear. You guys need to go to homefieldapparel.com and get your K-State selection there. You know, I saw head coach Jerome Tang in an AAU event yeah. rocking some home field. Uh, you yeah, but, get, you it's good wear enough what? for Jerome Tang, people. Yeah. yeah, if Jerome Tang's wearing it, I suggest you guys get on board too. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. You guys are picked second in the Big 12 preseason poll. Obviously, you're the defending champs. K-State had not been picked as high as second since 2004, so seems like some respect, but how would you guys take that within the locker room? Uh, honestly, we haven't even talked about it. We haven't talked about it at all in the locker room because we kind of don't really talk about our successes. We talk about what we have to do coming up this season and what's the expectations, what's the standard, and where we're trying to go, you know. Um, thinking about last year is it's only good to think about the experience of it you know like playing Alabama playing the Big 12 championship yeah. those are all things that are building blocks you know of what we can do and what we have done that can help us even be better this year so uh, I think that's the mindset that everyone on the team have and I think that's the right mindset because you can't dwell on your past successes uh, that's why in the car the rearview mirror is so small and then 
the rumor that going that's going forward is so big because where you're going is more important. You brought up the Bama game. We had Will on recently, and he was talking about how much that's been a motivating factor for him throughout the offseason. Right. How much is it for you, and how much are you guys talking about what that experience was like and how it went? Uh, I think, obviously, we wanted to win, you know, but uh, I feel like as a defense, just going talking about on the defense and about side of the ball, we were like getting stops. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, it just shows you where, like, we're not far off from being one of those elite teams and and all of the nation just not in the big 12 because uh obviously you know nick saban is one of the best uh the alabama team arguably could have been the best team in college football last year so we're gonna go out there and compete uh we don't look at l's as losses we look at them as lessons uh we always can build from it but it just shows you that we're not that far off you know and we got a lot to work on so we're excited to do that what do you make of the secondary, Daniel? Obviously, Echo's gone, Julius Brents, Josh Hayes, but obviously a lot of talent back. What are you guys, some guys standing out there at the corner and safety positions? Man, it's so many guys I can go on, but like guys like Will Lee, Jacob Paris, Keenan Garber, uh, Jordan Wright. That's just the corner room yeah. right there. And then the safety room is some Marquis Siegel. <clears throat> Obviously, you know, Kobe Savage, VJ Payne, young guys, Kobe McAllister. Like, all these guys, when I'm telling you, like, it's not just like, oh, they're, they got potential. It's like, these guys are already making plays. Like, they're already showing up in spring ball, making plays, and they're young. And, or, like, guys like Will Lee just got there. You know, his first day he had a pick. You yeah. know, it just shows you uh, kind of mindset guys are coming in with, knowing, like, our defense, we hold a standard on our defense of a mob mentality. So, you got to come in ready to work and have that mentality that, like, we're going to get a stop and that uh, – we're going to get the ball back to Will and those guys because we, we trust and believe that they're going to get the job done. Switching gears a little bit, the, the offense led by Colin Klein, Will Howard, all the pieces, offensive line back. How good can this offense be? I know like a lot of people probably have been here saying, like, oh, our offense, our team could be better than it was last year. But when I say like I really feel like the offense could be better than it was last year, because you got to remember, Will took the, the, the realm later in the season, you know, and he did what he did for the last four or five games of the season, which was phenomenal. But he's coming in knowing he's the guy with confidence, with the whole line back, <laughs> with guys like DJ Giddens coming back, who was phenomenal behind Deuce with Treshawn, and then other transfer guys, and other guys like Phillip Brooks, who's coming back, and, and RJ Garcia, who scored a touchdown right in his end yep. zone. You know, like, so many guys, so much talent, and then Will, just to see his growth as a, uh, as a player, as a leader, as a quarterback, throughout the years it's really exciting to see his control of the defense of the offense and how guys believe in him we believe him on that side of the ball and i know the guys on the offense side of the ball have all the trust in him that he's gonna get the job done did, did you guys notice we asked this to kobe too just a second ago did you guys notice that he wasn't the first team all big 12 quarterback on that list that came out um i noticed it later on because uh i try all i always try not to look at uh like preseason things and things that are basically haven't been done yet you yeah. know because it's it's, it's it's easy to get tied up into those type of things and you can kind of put yourself up on something and season time come and it doesn't pan out the way you know so right. like kind of our mindset here is like we already have our goals well our goals is our goals and yeah it's cool that other people have us rank number two or these other accolades but at the end of the day the final in December is what matters you know so uh, Will not being on that list, I think it's going to just put fire on him, you know, to have a chip on his shoulder. And that's a scary thing. You don't want yeah. a guy like him 
coming out there with a chip on the shoulder, and I think this is going to make the team way better. What, what's the hardest hit you've delivered in your K-State career? Honestly, it might be. I feel like I'm going to have a bigger one this year, <laughs> multiple. But I think last year, it's kind of a sleeper, but it was like the first, first game of the season. I wasn't getting any action all game. Uh, me and Kobe were just talking about this like 10 minutes ago. He had a hit in the first quarter on the sideline. Yep. Turned us up. And I, I told him, I was like, I got to get one now. <laughs> like, I'm going to get one. And I'd have no tackle all the way up until like the fourth quarter. They was throwing the ball to the perimeter. They threw a screen. And I was like 30 yards away. And I was like, that's mine. I don't care. And I just sprinted down and tracked him down. And I, it was a hit. It was one of those ones. I felt it in my body. I usually don't feel the hits when I hit people. I felt that one, though. And do you have a favorite play in your career that you made? I never really think about this. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of them, you know. Uh, I feel like helping Eli on this on the goal line right there. Yeah. That's one. Of, it has to be one of those ones. Uh, uh, every play probably in the Big 12 Championship that I got to make, like hitting Dugan and yeah. uh, the stuff like that is just – I feel like the more recent plays are the ones I remember the most. I, I want to go back to Will Howard real quick. And yeah. what, what makes him so special and good and, and just his story in general? Like you saw him struggle early on in his career and put in some situations that maybe were just out of necessity and he wasn't ready, but he stuck around, he persevered, and now look where he is. What makes him so good and what do you make of his story? Uh, I, I'm just really proud of the the man he's became and uh, the leader in quarterback he's became because you got to think how hard it is to be thrown as a freshman and guys are like, you're the guy now. As a true freshman, obviously Skylar Thompson is Skylar Thompson. He plays in the NFL now. So coming in and getting thrown into the fire like that, and obviously it didn't go right away how he would want it, and that's kind of tough, you know? Like you get put in that situation. You're not fully ready at that time, but – keeping at it and being persistent and basically being a guy that's always going to be ready, you know, because the same thing happened last year with Adrian. When he went yeah. down, it was like, Will, you're up again. And he took it as, I'm ready, you know. And uh, just to see his growth from 2020 to now, it just shows a testament to his character and how he really wants to be great. And I'm just so excited about yeah. what the season he can have this year, being the guy and having the trust and the, the confidence that he has amongst the whole team, not just the offensive side of the ball, but the defense side of the ball. We're confident when we get a stop to get the ball in his hands, that he's going to go down there and score. So it's very exciting. You brought up the goal line stand. What do you remember like from that moment and just the, the series, the play when you finally get the stop? Take me through all that. Uh, it was uh, a lot of talk right before. I remember we huddled up, and I was uh, I talked to the defense a little bit right at that time. And uh, Coach Clarence was trying to come up with a call because it was 13 personnel. We we're going to be in a different call. If it was 12, we we're going to be in a certain call. We had certain calls for certain personnel and uh, things like that. And they came out, and I believe 12. So we, we got into a can't remember exact call. I think it was like called not Raptor, but it was a tank. We was in tank. So it was called and. Uh, we thought Dugan was gonna get the ball. That's what we were anticipating. And uh, seeing the guard go down, seeing the fullback come through the hole, and then it was all kind of just like, and then seeing the ref say they, they were short, you know, and the motion, it was just like, because 
if you remember overtime, it wasn't going our way at first. Yeah. They were marching down, and it was kind of one of those things where we were built. We were telling each other we we're built for this. You know, uh, this is what we do it for. We wouldn't want it no other way. Right here, right now. Who's gonna get this stop? Yeah. And we ended up doing that. So this is a special moment. Uh, it just shows the character of the defense and those guys. Uh, my brothers, I love those guys and uh, what we were able to do on that play. Is there developing a little bit of a rivalry between you and TCU, do you feel like? Like, is it kind of chippy out there when you guys play? Um, I feel like every game that that's uh, that we're in that's a close game, it, it can get a little chippy, you know, because uh, football is a very emotional sport. It, it looks physical, but a lot of it's mental. And um, I had a lot of respect for TCU, especially Max Dugan after that game, because yeah. he was in there taking some shots. And he was in there laying on the line. At the end of the game, everybody left it out there. Like, it was nothing left in the tank. And that's what championship football is about, you know? Like, getting to those moments and leaving it all out there. And I, I have a lot of respect for TCU, you know, because they were they, they were not quitting, you know? Even though we were down, we were up by 11 at one point, and it looked like everything was our way. They came back fighting, score, and put, put in overtime. So it just shows uh, what they got going over there is special. And uh, it's exciting to have teams like that in the Big 12 that it makes it competitive because yeah. that's what we want. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to you being back here and, and doing it once again, Daniel. Thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. I appreciate you Thanks, guys. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.